Would you give your mum, dad, aunt or that uncle who hugs your partner a little too long free access to your phone? Oh no! Oh my god, it's, it's a really long video! Ew! In Dave's brand new YouTube original, Get Off My Phone, we've got six comedians to give their phones over to a relative with total freedom to read messages, DMs, photos and browser history. What's your social history? Sorry? What to do? Tips for relief. The rules are simple. Their relative can read anything they want and even make calls from the comedian's phone. What is this? What is I know what this one is. That, that looks really okay. bad. Starring Tanya Moore, Anya Magliano, Finlay Christie, Travis J with his mum Angie Lamar, Hayley Morris, Grace Campbell and dad Alistair Campbell. Slightly sexually compromising <laughs> Divulging their deepest digital secrets. <laughs> what the hell is happening? Get off my phone. A Dave YouTube original. Available now on Dave's YouTube channel. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science. With beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound. And you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Lovely, we're recording now. I, felt like I, yeah. I was like, oh, when do I go? Hello and welcome to another episode of our self-isolation specials of Conversations Against Living Miserably because we are still in self-isolation. This is where we all live now, inside, <laughs> and the golf course because apparently we can go up there now. Yeah, and tennis. Oh, amazing. Just tennis what we golf. need. Yeah. Get the country going again. <laughs> <laughs> How have you been? I have been okay. I think that's the general thing, isn't it? It's a really weird question to answer because loads. Whenever you get asked how are you doing at the moment, you're just kind of like, yeah, as well as I can be, really. Exactly. Um, Imagine if we were still doing our regular podcast and still going. When was the last time you felt calm? Oh my god, I was going to ask you that. When was the last <laughs> time you felt calm? I actually feel quite calm at work. I've got a day job now because I am. <laughs> I don't want to brag. A hero. <laughs> <laughs> slash unemployed and needed money and was like well then I'm gonna go get a job and I actually feel quite calm at work because I've got specific things to do which feels quite nice. You're quite a sociable person as well and um, it makes more sense when you explain what you're doing but because you're on the phone speaking to people all day does that help do you think? It helps so much I was getting so bored of like either the sound of my own voice or just like obviously I'm with my parents and it's getting a bit like you just miss talking to other people. I'm so sociable. The thing I miss most about comedy isn't just the gigs. It's the chatting to people after the show. It's car shares there. It's like the green room with the comics. I miss the social side of it. 
So now I've got a job where I get to talk to people. Oh, amazing. <laughs> I found that as well. But like, because I'm quite an antisocial person, I find it quite difficult to speak to people and go out and, and yeah. be sociable. But I, I really miss the social as- aspects of going outside. Um, oh, I'm sh- sure we'll get into how having uh, problems with anxiety has more than prepared us for this anyway. Um, yeah. But I think that is one of the things is just going out and speaking to friends. Um, and like, I know we can go to a park and stand two meters apart, but it's, it, that's, it, I mean, that's just Not dogging. Really. It's just dogging with extra uh, rules. <laughs> Dogging with more admin. Exactly. That's all it is. No, no one wants to bring a ruler dogging. <laughs> <laughs> and end of podcast. That's what there we, we go. <laughs> Crushed it. Five stars. Please um, rate and review and subscribe and like Don't and all that. Donate to come. <laughs> <laughs> I want need to thank people as well because not how I was meant to be doing the Great North Run for calm. Yeah. Uh, they haven't officially cancelled yet, but let's face it, let's just everything's cancelled in 2020, isn't it? Yeah. Um, but I hit my target of £1,200. Congratulations. Is, I think what it took to keep the phone lines open for, I want to say, a week. Nice. I can't remember. It was to keep the phone lines open for like X amount of time. So mm. thank you. And I know some people who listen left in the comments that they listened to the podcast and it helped them a lot and they donated. And I want to say thank you. We really much. appreciate it as well because um, calms the helpline's gone up. Um, obviously, exactly. people are using it so much, um, and they really do need um, the money. So that's an incredible thing to do. It's amazing, yeah. and you don't have to run it. I mean, you probably will have to run it next year now. Exactly, but that means if it's not till next year, somebody could run it with me, couldn't they? I mean, I'm probably going to have to after this, to be honest. <laughs> I, like, I was so ready to actually do exercise and yeah. um, be using my hour a day and stuff like that. I, I, one of the first days I sat down uh, during lockdown, I was like, I'm going to get so much stuff done. I'm going to write a script. I'm going to get a new book idea. I'm going to do all these different things. Done. Fuck all. Um, my... Absolutely fine. Exactly. It took me so long to to realise that, but... My island on Animal Crossing is fucking brilliant. And that is what I've achieved. And I'm happy with that. This is one of the things I've definitely realised as well. Because I think, like, I was looking at what a lot of other people were doing and everybody seemed to be being very, like, productive by making things. You know, I saw people being like, oh, let's say I'm writing a book or I'm writing a script. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm not doing any of that stuff. And then what I did is I came, and because I'm back at my parents' house now, um, I cleaned out like my room and tidied my room and I was like oh my mm. god you don't have to make something to be productive you can like get rid of shit as well like yeah just as long as you're doing something like that's productive enough I think that's it it's like it's that whole competitive comparability thing of people of looking at people doing amazing things and going why aren't I doing this it's just like I, I've said it before but it's the fact that we are living through probably one of the biggest historical events that we will hopefully live through in our lifetimes Absolutely. Absolutely fine to just worry about getting through it. Definitely. Essentially, when we come out of this, we want to be. I think the one goal that everyone should have when they get through this is that their mental health is in a. I was going to say good state, but I I think maybe good is is uh, shooting a bit too high. Yeah, like a reasonable state to get back into the normal world. Oh, definitely. 
I'm I'm generally scared to go back to normal a little bit though. Like obviously yeah. I want want to go back to normal. I miss my friends and I miss gigging and I miss being able to pet dogs in the park. <laughs> no one's letting you near their dogs anymore. No, um, hell no. But so obviously I want to get back to all that, but at the same time, like so just like even today, um, like going into work in the supermarket, you're suddenly so conscious of like how close people are and stuff. And I'm like, it is gonna be an adjustment period after as well of being like, I really want this, but also stay away from me. <laughs> yeah. Do you do you find that that's affecting you like when you go to work and stuff as well? Because yeah. I know that my um kind of anxieties really perk up when I try and go to the supermarket and stuff now. Mm-hmm. It's and so stressful. Yeah. I went to the reduced section after work to get some snacks because I'm still <laughs> even though I'm employed. And I stood at the registry bit and I was like, hmm, what should I treat myself to? And then this bloke came and stood right next to me. I mean, literally like mm. right next to me. Eight weeks ago, wouldn't have batted an island at that. I would have been like, oh, a man also wants to look at the reduced section. But I just walked away straight away. I was like, yeah. never mind. It doesn't mind. I'll, I'll get one pound chicken another day. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it was weird how just like all my sort of like back went up. And I thought, I can't. I can't be stood this close to somebody. Really yeah, it's weird. Really- it's bizarre because like, I think my, my, and I don't know how you feel about this, but my general levels of anxiety have gone down. Oh, but, so, so low. Um, but yeah, but, but when I'm outside and stuff, they, they really ramp up. I think I'm good when I'm indoors, when I'm sort of just observing from the inside out, because it's almost like people who've got anxiety are constantly preparing for a panic. And now we all get to kind of be like, told you so. Yeah. Told you. <laughs> Totally, exactly. you should be more panicked. <laughs> yeah, well, it's um, it's that idea of uh, catastrophic thinking that everyone with anxiety is always thinking of the worst case scenario, and we're currently living through a worst case scenario. Yeah. And For all me, of us, like, uh, creative as well. I feel like a big thing of my anxiety has always been like, especially someone who's like working class who's really had to like fight to have this career. I've constantly been like, one day this is all going to go away. One day someone's going to take this all away from me, and technically. Well, I know coronavirus isn't a somebody, but technically it has all been taken away mm. from us. I'm always like, oh, all right, well, I guess I kind of just have to deal with this. And I think it's almost better that I have worried about these things in the past. Because like, in the past, I've gone, oh, well, if anyone ever did take it all from me, well, I would go back to a job. I would go back to a supermarket. I would do this, which I think is why I've maybe found it easier than other people to maybe just be like, okay, then, well, guess we got a plan B straight away. Like, no time yeah. for tears, Lauren. Well, no, because you've you've constantly had that plan B in the back of your mind. Yeah. So actually being like put into it isn't going to be as terrifying as if it was complete. Because it would be like it's not even like it's a surprise. Yeah. Uh, because because we've all been expecting the worst of the worst, so you don't get that fight or flight reaction. You get that right. Okay, this thing has happened. Now, how do I function? Absolutely. Because I found that I think one of the main things for me, and we 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 were talking about this briefly before we started recording is the idea of routine has been a saving yeah. grace for me. It's just, it's anything that sort of retains some level of normality, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And I think at the start, I was very much like, no, I'm just going to stay in bed. I was sleeping in. I wasn't, and then I was feeling awful through the day because I was like, oh, well, I've slept through half of the day. So how can I write a novel when it's six o'clock and I've only just got up or whatever? <laughs> but just having a little bit of like, okay, well, I get up in the morning and I, I have something to eat. And then I do like just little things that make you feel a bit like a human again. <laughs> yeah, completely and utterly. And just, yeah, just getting whatever sort of normality you can get. 
Um, yeah. Because anxieties are bred through uncertainty, which is the world that we're living in at the moment. Definitely. I'm very anxious about my hair, though. I've got such shit <laughs> hair at the minute. Because like, I don't mind opening with this. I, I, I got dumped during lockdown. So what I've been doing to sort of like, I'm over the sad bits now, and now I'm at the stage of the breakup where you've got a very inflated self of co- uh, like sense of confidence. So Excellent. currently, I think I'm God's gift to the motherfucking world. Uh, <laughs> I must be insufferable to live with. Um, so I'm kind of like thinking forward and thinking right, rather than being sad about what I've like lost, what have I got to be excited to look forward to? And I was like, well, like going on dates again. Oh my god, that's going to be exciting. I'm going to go and drink so much wine and like gonna be amazing and then I looked in the mirror and was like if they say like lifted lockdown tomorrow which I know they're not gonna like but like hypothetically I would not go on a date until I have sorted whatever this is on my head out right now no way my life but, can't return to normal till the hairdressers are open <laughs> I think there will be a nice kind of buffering period while everyone goes look like everything's getting slightly back to normal but we are going to need about two weeks before we can start interacting properly because oh absolutely things need to be tended to definitely like i am just going to put it out there right now to any hairdressers who are listening i think you need a priority system and the single (laughs) people should be allowed in first because all you coupled up people even if you're isolating separately from a couple at least you've got someone who loves you i've got to convince someone to do it all over again and i'm not going to do it with roots like this no way no way so I would like to be placed at the front of the queue, please. <laughs> <laughs> so your Edinburgh show next year is going to be you and a hairdresser bargaining about this then? Pretty much. That's how we're going. <laughs> I'll be like free tickets to anyone who can do my eyebrows. <laughs> Have you cut your own hair or has Lex cut your hair? Lex cut my hair, um, which uh, went really well. She does an amazing job. And then the week afterwards... <clears throat> I cut her hair. That did not go well. Oh no! Yeah. That's a so, little... you know how men don't know what inches are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's like you think five inches is two inches. What you're saying is Lex is now bald. Well, she asked for an inch <laughs> taken off, and I took a lot more off than that, and she was very unhappy <laughs> about it. And I, I'm quite glad that they haven't lifted the lockdown for a little while, so we yeah. can let the hairdressers deal with that afterwards. That was the only. Um, that was the only time we came close to any sort of uh, kerfuffle during this lockdown. <laughs> and the fact that what I thought is horizontal is like a horrible wonky line. Oh no. Oh, mate. I mean, oh. I, in all honesty, I like, it's me in it. I was going to fuck it up. <laughs> <laughs> fuck up everything else in my life. This is like the fourth attempt at recording this episode, isn't it? Or something. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. It's like either, it was it was broken, or there was an announcement, or something, and it's all just gone to heck. Oh, you were asleep. That was my favourite one. Okay, that was not my fault. My like your sleep, like is your sleeping pattern changed since yes, this is all kicked off? Yeah, and like we had scheduled to do this at ten a.m. and I think I couldn't get to sleep until like four or five. Oh, and then yeah. passed out, and then woke up um, <laughs> with all of my alarms going. Where the hell have you been? Oh, <laughs> Jesus. Welcome to a new day of hell. <laughs> <laughs> it's so bizarre. Have you been having really weird dreams as well? Very vivid, weird dreams. Right, this is going to sound so tragic. I'll tell you my favourite one. I had a dream probably about three nights ago that I got a haircut in the comedy store. 
which just shows you the two things I'm clearly thinking about most at the minute is my past career and my hair. I got my hair cut. Like, not while I was on stage performing. They just opened up a salon in the comedy store in London and I got a lovely haircut. <laughs> Very soothing. Excellent. <laughs> Do you, you want me to share some tips from our listeners? I really do. Have you got them in front of you? I've got them in front of me. Uh, no, I was leaving you to this one. Amazing. I will, well, what I did was I decided to ask our lovely listeners if they had any tips of what they've been doing during lockdown. Because since this is now going on for longer, I thought maybe we could take some other people's advice on board because me and Aaron have ran out. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm going to start this is my favourite one it's from Jamie Allerton and he said um, what he's been doing with the boys who he lives with is every Sunday they get dressed up in a shirt and tie and have Sunday roast to give the week like consistency excellent and I really like that because obviously I'm like with family so it's all right. I can imagine there's a lot of people who are with housemates yeah and I think that's a lovely way of just sort of being a bit of a united household as someone who's done a lot of house shares and knows it can be quite divided and isolated <laughs> definitely i just think it's like making an event out of certain things is a really good way of doing it yeah having a reason to get properly nights? sorry have you done any date nights with lex where you get like dressed up and stuff uh it was lex's birthday about three weeks into lockdown mm-hmm. um so we um had a uh, video call with all of her family and had a party over oh. Zoom and we all got dressed up and her father was in a tuxedo and all this sort of stuff and it was absolutely lovely, lovely. Um, so just like being able to create an event out of things I think is a really wonderful way of doing it and just exactly. like I've worn a shirt twice during this <laughs> whole thing one was for that and the other one was for a meeting I had to do in front of 300 people oh, it's just quite nice to to dress up isn't it? I sometimes like, well, I've been doing it on the weekend now because I work through the week. We'll just put on a full face of makeup and it's for yeah. nobody but me, but just to be like, oh, look, this is nice. I feel like myself again. Exactly. Just treating yourself to that kind of humanity and that kind of normality is just brilliant. Definitely. We had um, a uni catch up the other day. I organised it. I was like, right, I miss my friends. I miss like, lots of different people so why don't I try and uh, sort of put this thing together where we can all have a catch-up because we've not all been in the same room mm-hmm. since we graduated five years ago we've probably all seen each other individually or in little like small factions but I was like now nah, I'm gonna get like all the people I was really close to together so that happened that was last weekend and one of the like two of them are a couple and one of them had disappeared for ages and she was like I'm gonna go see where he's gone turned out he drank too much wine and passed out in the spare room and I was like this is amazing (laughs) this is and it was the biggest laugh I've had in ages because I was like it just proves that even though we're all like only able to connect virtually nothing's changed we're all still the same knobheads that we were a few years ago and how lovely I got to share that from the comfort of my bedroom exactly like I, we all went into this thing and we're going to come out so much wiser we're going to come out as different people we're going to have all these different new interests hobbies and skills no we're all the same pricks we came into this as we're all going to leave it as, as we exactly up. <laughs>
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. the tips oh this is from Haley. uh she sent in loads she has got her shit together this lockdown so i'm gonna <laughs> share Haley's tips so she's been having skype coffee breaks which i that's really a like good shout yeah that's um, a really good idea uh, that's the only part of our routine that she's really kept to i think that's such a good idea like little coffee breaks i'm now gonna try and have a virtual brunch Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I thought that might be good fun. So thank you, Haley. I have taken that on board. Uh, she also says, try and do something productive or get a sense of achievement. It doesn't have to be writing a book. It could just be doing the washing, drawing a picture, building the fort of your dreams. That's kind of what we were saying before. Yeah, definitely. I think if, as long as you get some, like, a sense of achievement, no matter how yeah. tiny it is once a day, then it's, it really does help. I want to build a fort. <laughs> I haven't got to it yet. It's, it is on my list, but I have ignored everything else on my list so far. So. Yeah, I feel like Fort goes to the top of the list. <laughs> um, Haley also says, make your bed a temple. Try not to work in it, watch telly in it, eat breakfast in it. Sleep is so vital for our mood. Absolutely agree with that. Yeah, completely. Totally. My dad tried to do some work upstairs the other day because we were annoyed and wanted to use the kitchen to make cupcakes. And that clearly has more importance than my dad's actual job. So he went to bed for a bit and he was like, I just can't. I can't sit in my bed and work. I was like, no, you really can't. No, I think, yeah, it's fair enough. I, I haven't done it once yet. I was I was associate that with um, a severe bout of depression. <laughs> but as well, like, especially near the start when I didn't have as much of a routine, I think because I was spending so much time in bed through the day, that was also halting me sleeping in the evening. Yeah. So get out of bed. That's my big old take from this <laughs> um what else oh she says she's got this one from one of our podcasts look at nature looking at clouds trees and birds really helps i think it's best when i'm stood outside you can hear everything and feel the wind i actually went on like <laughs> this is how small newcastle is i went on about an hour and a half walk through the night and covered pretty much half of newcastle <laughs> it was nice to just walk 
Like, yeah. really lovely. I'd had no idea where I was going to go. I don't live anywhere particularly scenic. And I was like, I don't really want to go just walk around some house in the States. But I just kind of let my feet carry it. And it was really nice. And also, like, really eerie how peaceful it was. Like, all the roads were quiet. It's lovely. That's a really good idea. And it has come up quite a few times on this podcast, hasn't it? People just yeah. like, they like to go. It was a Pippa Evans and, and Carrie Ad Lloyd both said they wanted to look at trees. Yeah. Um, and it does, yeah, it really does help. I mean, I live in central London, so I think it's it's quite lucky that I live near a park. Yeah. And um, I, I like going to look at the herons. We've got herons in our park. Amazing. And, um, yeah. And uh, they, they like to just chill out and stand there. And I look at them once a day and I go, ah, you're all right, then I'm all right. And yeah. then a very strange relationship that I've got with these herons. It's very That's bizarre. That's a good way to spend a day. I will edit this bit out of the podcast because I sound fucking bananas. <laughs> <laughs> it's I a great know, way. Like, it's a good way to spend the day. Recording this, you were like, oh, I think just as long as we come out of this, Lauren, with our mental health in balance, and then 20 minutes later, you're telling me you're staring at herons in a park. <laughs> You okay, hon? <laughs> oh, absolutely not. I mean, you... <laughs> that needs to be the slogan for the podcast. You okay, hon? Absolutely not. <laughs> oh Christ! Yeah, typical me in it. Like fuck it out. You you've had a hell of a lockdown, and there's me going full banana pants over here. <laughs> Christ! Got to take the. I've always got to take the uh, limelight away from you, haven't I? I don't mind. I'm a woman. I'm used to it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just trying to make you feel like Edinburgh's still on. That's all it is. Exactly. What else? Right, this one I really like, and I think I've been guilty of this. Don't think too far ahead. Don't try and make a three-week timetable because just thinking about that fills me with tension. Plan today, maybe tomorrow, and tell yourself you'll plan the other days when they happen. Things are changing so fast that when plans fail, it starts to make me feel like a failure. So just sniff away at the days you can control. Big fan of that. Yeah, absolutely. I think, well, we, we had that at the weekend, didn't we? Because we were going to record this on Sunday and then Boris had yeah. the announcement at seven. And everything changes so quickly. I mean, especially this week, because as of Monday, people didn't really know what was happening. Then well, the people were back at work and there weren't certain things happening. And now there are. And now there's these different ways you can meet people in the park. And, and people are getting all angry about cleaners and nannies and stuff like that. It's yeah. so difficult to make a plan. I, I, I would not make a plan next, for next week, I think. Nah. Stick to the I'm week you're in. Now, like planning, like like what Haley says, I'm sort of planning today and tomorrow. So, like, yeah. I know that I've had this today, and then I'll go to work tomorrow. And I know I'm doing a phone call with somebody after I get in from work. I haven't thought about Friday. I haven't even thought about the weekend. They're going to be little bonus treat thoughts for later. Exactly. Yeah. Treat yourself. Surprise yeah. yourself. Because <laughs> like quite early on in lockdown, I made like this like before I had the job and stuff. I thought, right, well, I do have a couple of little bit of bits of writing I could do and things I could try. I made this whole plan for the week, you know, on Monday, I'm going to write 10 pages of this. And on Tuesday, I'm going to write this. And on Wednesday, I'm going to write this. And all it takes is for one day not to go to plan. And then your whole week's gone to plan. And then you're not going to plan. And you're a bit like, oh, fuck, everything's gone tits up. Or because I didn't do this. And it's like, oh, don't put that stress on yourself. Like, no yeah. way. Not Definitely not. One. No, there's no need. Who has got more tips? Uh, got one from Mark. I like Mark. Mark comes to see me do comedy a lot. And <laughs> very fickle, which means I automatically think he's a good person. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, Mark says, I suffer from anxiety anyway. Leading up to the much anticipated lockdown, I was terrified of the imminent social isolations that I've always feared. On the night it was announced, I felt terrible. My phone started pinging with inevitable cancellations, gigs, appointments, socials, basically the things that keep me sane. Even my counselling appointment was cancelled. We also had many practical considerations, such as childcare. At first, this was awful, and whilst consumed in the nightmare, I found drinking every night was the biggest help. This went on for about a week, but in recognition, uh, but I recognised that wasn't a sustainable fix, so I decided to focus more and more on my physical health. Forcing myself to go for a run, recording my calories in an app, using the kids' trampoline in the garden, and most importantly, not having a drink. A few days in, I'd be lying if I said I was felt great, but I am starting to feel better, and I am acknowledging the small and easy wins. I don't feel strong, but I am coping a day at a time. And I like that. Yeah, I think that's exactly right. It's all about taking each day as it comes and coping a yeah. day at a time. You may, like, like we were saying in the last point, you make bigger plans. It's just going to fall down around you. As long as you can get through today, you're going to be, you're going to be grand. You really yeah. are. And even that, like, I don't feel great, but I feel better. Like, yeah. I think that's it. We even said this at the start when I was like, how are you? And it's that whole, whenever somebody asks how you are, it's like, well... Um, as you imagine <laughs> yeah exactly and I think it is it's such it's such an important thing to to not bullshit yourself about how you're feeling during this oh you, definitely. It's, it's an utterly shitty situation and you can always do that uh, comparative thing of going yes but a lot of people have it worse off than I do but you're yeah. the only person living your life and you have to acknowledge how you're feeling at that moment and if you are feeling shit just go right I'm feeling shit today this is rubbish and that's okay. It's absolutely yeah. fine to feel that way. You're in a situation that no one could have predicted and you're dealing with it in whatever best way you can. That's exactly. what you need to remember. Lovely, lovely advice there. You've redeemed yourself from the herons. Thank you. I still think the herons <laughs> bit was the best bit of the entire podcast. <laughs> I'm turning into like a pet during this, definitely. Because like the other day I was like sat upstairs in my room and I heard my mom, because I only live in a tiny little house, so it's not, we're all kind of like on top of each other. I heard my mom from downstairs say she was going for a walk, and I come like bounding down the stairs, and I was like, are you going on a walk? Can I come for a walk? Am I allowed on the walk? And I was like, oh, it only took like a month for me to turn into a Labrador. I was hoping it would be longer. <laughs> it's the best way though, isn't it? Like, we, <laughs> we do the same thing. It's like, oh, is it time to go for a walk? Hurrah! Just get yeah. outside, and it's like, oh, the freedom of it all. It's I'll be brilliant. stood in the kitchen with my mum and I'll see someone walk past the window and I'll go, person, person, person. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, who is it? I'm like, I don't know. I've not lived here in eight years. I don't know who anyone is. <laughs> we have got a lovely one from Jake as well. Jake says, one of the things I found most helpful is uh, watching comedy because that's something I love doing as my main hobby and I miss it so much. So being able to experience a tiny slice of it at home and being able to laugh is comforting and cathartic. Most importantly, it really cheers me up if I'm ever having a down moment. It might not be for everyone, but I've started doing an online course to fill my time, which is really great for both building skills and keeping some semblance. That's a lovely word, semblance. Yeah, it is. Sorry, I got distracted there. <laughs> Keeping some semblance of routine, which is really important. Otherwise, I don't know if I'd get anything done. It's really the simple things like listening to my favourite band or watching my favourite films. Anything that feels familiar in such an unfamiliar time. Which, again, Could I think is... not agree on. more. Yeah. Anything that's just vaguely comforting, isn't yeah. it? I think that was one of the big mistakes I made when, I first, when this all kicked off. Was like, I'm going to try all these new things and you actually remember that 
the familiar is the best. It's so much more comforting. Going into the old TV shows that you love, listening to the music that you haven't listened to in a little while, reading books that you know that you enjoy, all of that stuff. Just a theory about why anxious people prefer a rewatch things they've seen before rather than watching new things. Did you see this? I haven't, but can I try and predict why it is? Mm-hmm. Is it because you know what's going to happen and then there's no yeah, surprises? Yeah, that was exactly it. Ha ha ha! We are yeah, so that makes sense. No, but it makes perfect sense, doesn't it? It's, it's because you, it's, it's that nice, warm place where nothing's going to shock you. Even in stuff like... Um, so I've I've rewatched all of Brooklyn Nine Nine recently, which I absolutely Love adore, um, and it's such a warm program. And there are a couple of episodes where there are little things like um, that catch you out. But even watching that again, it's just kind of like it's so nice knowing what's coming up, knowing exactly. how this episode's going to end and stuff like that. It's you just need to be comfortable in where you are at the moment. You want to know what I've been really enjoying? Uh oh, Gogglebox. <laughs> just watching real people like yeah. real people just be human like they're, they're so representative of everybody in this country and it, I don't know I'm finding it so strangely comforting to just sit once a week and watch other people react to the things I've also reacted to this week <laughs> yeah well it must be great for the producers of that show because every other show has had an absolute panic about how they're going to do it remotely and the guys that do yoga yeah. box were like Oh, we just have to send them an extra camera. There we go. Exactly. Done. Jobs are good in. <laughs> right. I've got one more from Jacob. Uh, Jacob said, well, this was a voice clip from Jacob, so I've tried to transcribe it, but I haven't done any transcribing <laughs> since A-level English, so I apologise <laughs> if I completely bastardised this. <laughs> uh, Jacob says, Make sure you try to go outside your back garden if you've got one for a walk or for a cycle, whatever you enjoy doing. Even if you've never tried it, it's the perfect time. It's a really nice feeling, the wind in your hair, and that's quite limited to have that sort of feeling at the minute. We love going outside, us and our. Yeah. Our I was gonna. We don't have a name for people who listen to our podcast. You know, when people have these cool like names. Yeah, like Murderinos. <laughs> Why is that the only one that I know? (laughs) What else has he said? Um, Try to, the times where you would usually meet up, do it digitally. I said, me and my little uni meet up. Yeah, Um, good work. Again, he says to keep a sense of normality. He also says he ran a quiz over Facebook and that we're both invited if he does any more because he thinks we're both really cool. And I'm not going to lie, that made me smile for about five minutes when I read it because no one's called <laughs> me cool in ages. <laughs> I was going to say, that's probably the first time anyone's called me cool in about uh, 20 years. I was like, damn right, I'm cool. I live with my mom. <laughs> uh, also, I think this is really good for anybody who is working from home. Jacob says, because I'm now working from home, sofas are not meant to be worked on. They're meant to be chilled on. My biggest tip, buy a desk, buy a flat pack, de- a flat pack desk so you can build it yourself. Uh, it's just a flat pack thing. That took an hour to build, but I'm so proud of it. Uh, and to summarise, Jacob says, make sure you get some time outside on your own. Try to communicate as much as you can and buy a desk. Good advice. Good advice. And he ended yep. that with uh, that he wants to come and see my comedy. And also, I think you're cool too, Aaron, which was a direct quote. Excellent. That's amazing. Putting that on my CV. 
<laughs> I deliberately kept it in so it wasn't just a compliment for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Lauren gets loads of compliments in this one. And she's like, oh, oh yeah, okay, Aaron, you're still oh. You I'm can cool. tell I've been nice. more in charge of this episode because I'm like, here's a list of nice things people said about me. <laughs> My mental health is inflated. <laughs> <laughs> what would you say is the like the one main takeaway that you're you're taking from all of this? Um, I actually wrote something. Do you want me to read it? I really do, actually. Yeah. I don't if it'll be. I don't know if it's too long, and I don't know if it's shit. If it is shit, you can cut it out. Oh, I wrote yeah. this last night. Oh, no, it's just gone weird. What have I done? Technology. <laughs> there we go. Right. So I put, hello. For two series now, you have been asking people if you could go and tell their younger self some advice on living without misery. What would it be? Well, now it's your turn, Lauren, but I'm not going to ask you to go back to your childhood. I'm going to transport you back about eight weeks, which sounds unremarkable, but you just wait. <laughs> what would you tell Lauren eight weeks ago heading into lockdown? Lauren, whose little life is about a flip upside down and not in a cool Fresh Prince of Bel-Air with a theme tune way, more of a blind panic. I'm in an escape room and can't find the clues to get out and everything is on fire way. Uh, number one. So I've got one, two, three, I've got five things I would tell myself. Number one, it's not your fault. There's nothing you could have done to change this and you must try to take even the smallest bit of solace that this is quite frankly like the ball in year nine every PE session out of your hands. You didn't lose all your work by being bad at your job. You lost it because like many others you happen to be alive during a literal global pandemic. It sucks and it's shitty and it's scary but you cannot blame yourself for wanting your anxious life. You did nothing wrong. If Aaron's taught you anything, it's anxiety breeds on uncertain, uncertainty. So if you allow yourself to fret and stress and pour over everything, wondering how you could have changed it, you'll just eat yourself alive. So fucking stop it. It's not your fault and I want you to find a bit of comfort in that. Number two, go at your own pace. It will be so easy to compare yourself, your productivity, your creativity, or your lack of those things to others. This is new ground for everybody, Lauren. So make your own path through it rather than try follow someone else's. Uh, number three do what you love not to sound all Marie Kondo but when you can try focus on doing the things you love because that's what's going to make you happy and your happiness is the most important thing during this what you're going to learn as the lockdown goes on is what matters to you most and what is important to you you love making people laugh so focus on doing that in whatever way you can you want to make people smile but don't you want to make people smile but also don't ever let that quest to cheer other people up come at the cost of your own happiness switch yourself off and on as much as you like which isn't a wanking euphemism to clarify <laughs> number four don't feel ashamed of your emotions a lot has changed for you babe there'll be a point where you're crying on your living room floor after losing your job your income and who you thought was the love of your life and you'll sob i just feel like i've lost everything while your dad will very awkwardly declare well i guess this is rock bottom for you so if it is mate accept it Accept this is horrible. Do not deny how you are feeling. Don't try guilt yourself by comparing your situation to others who may be facing other hardships because your ship is pretty shite as well. It's like one of those battered pedalos in a park pond that's got a hole in it and it's rapidly sinking and everything around you smells of shit. You're allowed to wallow for a bit, but don't wallow in it too long because you are too brilliant to let yourself sink. A wise man once said, when you hit the bottom, the only way is up. And yes, the cultured among the listeners will know that wise man was actually the cartoon koala from the children's animated movie, oh, oh no, the children's animated movie Sing, about animals in a singing competition. And I guess that leads me on to my final thing I'd like to say to you, hold your fucking head up high. This is something I'd like to particularly echo to anyone else who's been dumped in lockdown, which I think we can all agree is a colossal head fuck and a very special, very painful kind of heartbreak and mental torment. 
but you know, mate, one of the things you've realised during this is you're a really loving person and the world needs more kindness and you want to put as much love out as you can. So don't hate anyone during this. You think the world of him, you know he deserves to be happy and it's going to break your heart as you accept that he doesn't think you're that person. But you know what? You also deserve amazing things and I trust they will come to you at some point, mate. You're just going to have to wait. Yes, you're going to feel impossibly sad and I'm sorry about that. And of course, it's going to feel like once again, that like you're in an escape room with none of the clues to get out and everything's on fucking fire. Your little world as you know it, Lauren, the world you built and loved has fallen apart, but that doesn't mean you have to fall with it. So lift your fucking head up, push your shoulders back, pop your titties out because you're Lauren fucking Patterson. You're funny and fierce and kind and you make really good flapjacks and you want to take on the world. So put one glittery Dot Martin foot in front of the other, be proud of who you are and t take each day as it comes. You'll trip plenty because you're clumsy as fuck and the road's a bumpy one. Blame the government or something. Are they in charge of the roads or is that local council? It doesn't matter, does it? But really, all you've got to remember is that while you've lost... Uh, while, ugh, but, sorry. <laughs> but it doesn't matter, does it really? Because while what you've lost is out of your control, what you have to gain after all of this is settled is entirely up to you. So you go and fucking get it, babe. And that's what I would tell myself eight weeks ago. Fucking hell, mate. That's brilliant. <laughs> really did she nearly good. cry at one point yes she did but uh, i heard you go in and then i almost fucking went as well Christ. <laughs> i used my i felt like i was in my edinburgh show 2017 all over again i was like oh my that god it's been 45 minutes i'm gonna cry i think if everyone that's listening to this um could write a little note like that to themselves about how they were starting at the beginning of this lockdown i think it would really help everyone it's so that... cathartic it's so cathartic it... as i sat and wrote it i was like oh my god like i was so upset about everything eight weeks ago yeah and like just even the fact that i'm like functioning and getting out of bed and going to work and i've got money coming in again i'm like oh my god like even if i could just tell myself eight weeks ago like something like that would all be a bit less scary wouldn't it definitely but um christ yeah, there's not really a way to follow that, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's brilliant. Yeah, I think everyone should be able to do that. I might, I might write my own, actually. I think do it. Uh, you should do it. It feels very, very good. good. I think that's why I'm now... Are you going really to follow your own advice, though? Yes. And I think that's like when I said before, I think I'm at the stage where I've got <laughs> an inflated sense of confidence. <laughs> it's because I sat and I did that. And I was like, you know yeah. what? If just in a short space of time, you can go from... Literally everything falling apart around you, everything, all the things that were familiar in your life, all the things you loved and cared about and had worked, just gone, just disappears. And eight weeks later, you can still be strutting around the place, like with a smile on your face and making people laugh and feeling good about yourself. I think if I can do that, I can do fucking anything. Yeah, agreed. Definitely. And I think that's the most important one for me in all of this. And I don't know. I know at first as well, I thought I was the only person who'd been broken up with in lockdown. I think that was like a, a mental head fuck. But then the more I've started talking about it, the more I've realised there's so many of us. We are <laughs> like a whole club and it's amazing. It is the coolest club ever to be in. We're all really hot and really nice people. <laughs> <laughs> but even just something little like that, like the second I realised I wasn't alone in this. And I think that's yeah. why the most important thing, and it probably is maybe just more because I've gone through like a breakup during lockdown as well, but the most important bit of advice i think that i want to take from this and follow is just hold your fucking head up keep that head up like couldn't absolutely. agree more could not agree more i think that's yeah. a, a really nice note to finish on i think everyone can keep their fucking head up keep your fucking head up 
Uh, well, thank you so much. You might see a heron. <laughs> <laughs> God's sakes, I'm not going to live that one down. <laughs> uh, thank you so much for letting me bother you, mate. Thank you. Oh, I'm there. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Would you give your mum, dad, aunt or that uncle hugged your partner a little too long free access to your phone? Oh no! Oh my god, it's, it's a really long video! Ew! In Dave's brand new YouTube original, Get Off My Phone, we've got six comedians to give their phones over to a relative with total freedom to read messages, DMs, photos and browser history. What's your social history? Sorry? What to do, tips for relief. The rules are simple. Their relative can read anything they want and even make calls from the comedian's phone. What is this? What is I don't want this one. <laughs> that, that looks really okay. bad. Starring Tanya Moore, Anya Magliano, Finlay Christie, Travis J with his mum Angie Lamar, Hayley Morris, Grace Campbell and dad Alistair Campbell. Slightly sexually compromising <laughs> Divulging their deepest digital secrets. <laughs> what the hell is happening? Get off my phone, a Dave YouTube original. Available now on Dave's YouTube channel. <laughs>